Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns, and it is your Monday Quick Hitter episode. It has been a while since we've chatted. It's been over a week. I haven't gone with a week without setting up the microphone, turning on the recording button, all of that. I haven't done it in a while, so it's it's hard to get, a little hard here to get back in the groove. But I need to. There's a lot that's gone on. It was a wild week of... Cleveland Browns news. Also a wild week of life for me personally on vacation, going to a place. Listen, I'm going to throw this out. Some of you who listen to this may have been to Disney World in Orlando. I know there's some people who listen to this pod overseas. You might not have any clue what I'm talking about. I would imagine Disney World's known by most people, uh, 99.9% of the people who listen to this pod, but went to Disney World with the family. And I will just say it's one of the only vacations I've ever gone on where I left with more energy than I returned with. It, it is a unique, uh, it is a unique trip. Uh, you're you're nonstop. You can set this thing up to to go the way you want it to go. But we went to four parks in uh, in four days, and then on the fifth day went to uh, Magic Kingdom the second time. A, a fantastic vacation for the little guy, our son, who turned four while we were there. You probably saw a picture I posted. That part was great, but. Uh, but I'll just say the justification of the money spent by the enjoyment of the food and the amenities did not equal out for me. Some of you have maybe already been through this and are laughing, chuckling, agreeing with me. Some of you may not agree with me. I don't know. I, I think everybody should go there one time. I think it was an amazing experience, the fireworks and all of that at Magic Kingdom for our little guy. But I have a hard time thinking I will ever... <laughs> meet the value of what we spent to what we you know what the actual trip was like for the adults I cannot imagine doing that again a really tiring week and I have needed since we got home Saturday and into Sunday here when I'm recording this to step back and uh, and catch a break because it was non-stop non non-stop it's a swarmed place if you haven't been to a place that's been really crowded in a while like I haven't to be there around a lot of people, it was pretty overwhelming. Anyway, uh, enough on that. W- what a weird week for me to miss. I mean, a lot of t- two names from the past, Hugh Jackson and Sashi Brown, show up again out of nowhere. Uh, maybe in the right time to take the heat away from from uh, from the Baker Mayfield discussions that have been raging on and on and on and on. So. Yeah, I mean, the Hugh Jackson stuff is just kind of typical Hugh. It was nice to see you have your feelings about Jimmy Haslam, and, and, and I think he's a very flawed individual. But it was nice to see him finally stand up for himself and say things to uh, sort of rebuttal, to give a rebuttal to what Hugh Jackson is just clamoring about back and forth nonstop for four years or whatever it's been now of just blaming other people all the time. When Hugh Jackson knew what he was getting into and – and didn't happen in his time frame, and he wasn't able to capitalize and make people better, and he expected things to be done for him. It was just really nice to hear, you know, Jimmy has him stand up for the Browns a little bit on that. Not that the Browns put the top priority to win during those times, but they weren't actively trying to throw football games or lose them on purpose. So, you know, a little crazy to me 
the the Hugh Jackson. It's not crazy to me at all. Hugh Jackson, this is who he is. This is what he does. Brian Flores puts out what seems to be a very logical, easy to understand, um, you know, case that's going to go on here as he sues the NFL for uh, a myriad of different things, but partly the the active accepting of money or throwing money at him to lose games. So I don't. I mean, it didn't go that way for Hugh. Hugh just latches on to the whole entire operation, tries to get his name thrown into it, tries to gain more sympathy. Just go, coach Grambling, man. Do do that. Stop trying to get attention. I, I could not, could not care any less about Hugh Jackson or continuing to hear that guy's name in the uh, in the media. But that doesn't mean I don't stand for for what uh what I think is is clearly necessary here as there's this this weird little show for Mike McDaniel who was just hired as the Dolphins coach which I just continue to think that's not going to go very well but nonetheless he is apparently biracial and the NFL is is selling this that way and and maybe he is but it just continues to take away from the point that not enough black head coaches and black front office candidates are getting opportunities and it's just laughable how they're they're glossing over this and ignoring it and it drives me crazy. I hope you can see more. I don't know. Maybe the Texans will fill one. We saw Lovey Smith rumors. Yeah, another what year is it type of thing. Lovey Smith rumors. I don't know. We'll see if that comes to fruition. But there need to be more black coaches. There, there's just this. It's an absolute. It's an absolute joke. And you know, it's it's just downright laughable to to think that this is an acceptable rate that the league is going. But they'll they'll do more posters and more end zone signs and all that stuff. But they won't actually take the action needed to change or rectify the situation. Um, not going to spend any more time on that. They need to get it figured out. It's embarrassing. Uh, I will say the Browns have been progressive there, which is something I love to see. Uh, I love to see that as far as expanding out and and showing the diversity needed in, in all phases, you know, coaching and front office and all of it. And I think that's really great. So, um, I think the Browns need to continue on that path and be leaders in that area. I think it'd be great to continue to see it. So uh, step away real quick. We'll return with some thoughts on Sashi Brown. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, so Sashi Brown returns. Uh, just didn't see it coming. I mean, I, I think we all can agree that at this point, I think Sashi Brown is a nice hire as a president 
uh, of a football organization. I think he does a really nice job in that aspect. He can go gather you picks. He can make some sound decisions in the in the back end of some some things for your franchise. I think he'll do a really good job leading them in that regard. Just don't let him evaluate talent. I think that's what Sasha did a nice job of accumulating things in Cleveland, but he didn't gather talent. Right, he didn't get the right talent in with the things that he gathered. So this is a good role. People thought Sashi Brown would never get back into the NFL. I think you're seeing that that uh, with a, a, an organization we all consider to be pretty smart in the Baltimore Ravens, it is indicative that plenty of people have been talking to him about doing it, and he finally took the opportunity with Baltimore, got away from uh, what was going on with the Wizards, and decided this was the right time to make that move. And uh, I, I hope it works out for him. I really do. I, I think that the Browns put him in a situation too soon. They put him in a tough situation where he was always going to be the fall guy. He was ill-prepared to handle the actual use of taking the assets acquired and applying them to players. So he was never really equipped to do that. Uh, but but I think he can handle some of those other aspects, um, You know, evaluating value of certain things based on Oh, you know, whatever numbers would tell you or whatever thing, you know, whatever data driven approach works, I think he can be a real asset there. Just, you know, some guys aren't meant to evaluate talent, but you have to gather certain assets to go out and get talent. And I think he can be a nice piece to that puzzle. So um, good for Sashi. Uh, People in Cleveland probably tired of hearing that name, too, but he's back in the NFL. And of course, he's in the same division. Uh, the Browns were part of the uh, Pro Bowl today. Uh, Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward. Uh, Wyatt Teller, Nick Chubb. Uh, overall, this the the Pro Bowl just needs to end. I think we can all agree. I don't know why the NFL feels the need to put on a game that people clearly don't have any interest in playing anymore. Um, you know, I just it doesn't feel like doesn't feel like the guys want to play. It's downright embarrassing. They just they don't really want to play anymore. And I think they're forcing these guys to play, and it's really strange to me. If you watch it, it's like going half speed. Uh, anyway, Miles M- Garrett ended up returning a tipped T.J. Watt pass for a 22-yard, f- I think it was a fumble return they gave him. Um, so that worked out. Denzel Ward had a couple of nice pass breakups, uh, one uh, in the way of Justin Jefferson. And I think I think Nick Chubb had a couple carries. I'm not sure how many. I'd, I would prefer that he didn't carry the football whatsoever. But just such a weird game to watch, you know, these guys kind of, uh, going through the motions, <laughs> it, 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 I, it's like the worst case scenario. Somebody gets hurt in that because guys are going through the motions while well, maybe one guy's playing harder than the other. Not a big fan of it. So um, anyway, it was a game and they played it. And apparently I think the Browns won it. Browns side won it. The AFC won 41-35, I think was the, the final. Um yeah, so they 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 were on the winning side of that. Maybe they get a little bonus. Not sure if if that pans out. It used to be a reason why guys played hard was there was a bonus tied to the winner of that game. But anyway, that's what happened. Pro Bowl. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't have much else to talk about other than the Senior Bowl. Had a nice guest lined up today, fell through. We're going to bump to tomorrow. Uh, some names that stood out from the Senior Bowl. 
Uh, but that's really what we're going to dive into because that was a huge part of it. Our Brad Stainbrook at the OBR was there live. Uh, you had obviously everybody talking about Malik Willis, which we're going to talk about this guy as the draft comes up because, you know, Cleveland could be in the market for a quarterback in the draft. Maybe we don't know what their intentions are. It's tough with Willis because you get this big time throw percentage that's really enticing, but you got the high sack percentage. He's got these tools. He can run really well. He's got a plus arm. But then you start to worry about the decision making, hanging on to the football uh, when, when when he has to make plays in structure. You're starting to see people do the Josh Allen thing, right? Where every player now coming into the NFL who has a bunch of talent but hasn't harnessed it or used it uh, in the correct form is now compared to Josh Allen. It's happening everywhere. It's just a dangerous thing. It seems like from what I've gathered, Desmond Ritter and Bailey Z- uh, Bailey Zappi were okay there too. Uh, seems like Kenny Pickett remains at the top of most boards. We'll get more insight from people who are there. I was obviously not there or paying much attention, but uh, um, you know that's that's what I've gathered. Tyler Batty's another guy, the running back out of Missouri, who I've heard good things about. Had a good week. Uh, Christian Watson, this kid that uh, our own Stephen Thomas continues to talk about, older prospect from North Dakota State, but man, is he really good? And he was really good. He's a genuine, maybe top fifty receiver despite the older age. He's Long, lanky, 6'4", 211, shows all of the separation traits you you like to see, <clears throat> you know, that you that you like to see for a guy coming in at an older age. Uh, he'll run, it, it, a lot of it will depend on what he runs uh, come the combine here next month, but a lot of people think he's going to be 4'3", 4'4", so that's a, t- that's a name to keep an eye on. Trey McBride, I thought, from some clips, I thought he was his usual self in a nice week, but Jeremy Ruckert, tight end from Ohio State, some people were raving about his stock improvement this week. Zion Johnson, the kid from Boston College, interior O lineman, I think is going to be a first round guy, maybe early second round guy. I don't think Ohio, or I don't think, sorry, I don't think Cleveland will have much of an interest in that drafting that position based on their recent signings. But a guy who had a good week, Perrion Winfrey. If, if the Browns are are really interested in upgrading defensive tackle with a young player, the kid out of Oklahoma had a great week. Uh, Winfrey's one to keep an eye on maybe as a as a, a trade down candidate or maybe you fall into the late first round or something like that he could be of interest Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State had a great uh, great week as well long lanky pass rusher a name you'll hear popping up a lot more often and then uh, Jalen Petrie the safety from Baylor I thought I read a lot of good things about him as well uh, just a shade under uh, f- six foot at 5'11 200 good versatility it uh, could be a guy who climbs up boards into day two, second round type of guy. Uh, just a good football player that really ultimately, if a DC can't use that guy, that's on that's on the defense coordinator. Listen, this is very fringe. I, again, these are things I've read, clips I've seen. I want to talk to somebody who was there to get a feel for names that are of interest uh, because just my opinion doesn't really matter as a guy who wasn't there. But I'll get you more of that, I promise. So listen, a lot of things happened while I was gone. And maybe there's some other pods out there that gave you some info this week. I just wanted to give some of my immediate reaction to it. Hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed this little Monday quick hitter podcast. Going to continue to do these just touching on the weekend's activities. Uh, We'll obviously be talking a lot about the Super Bowl leading up to it, uh, recapping it. All of that fun stuff as the AFC North is represented by the Bengals in that game, which I still cannot wrap my mind around the Bengals being in the Super Bowl. And a lot of, a lot of, obscene amount of Bengal stuff down in Disney World, man, where I was like, did not expect to see that at all. You know, even even with them going to the Super Bowl, I was like, good Lord, I don't even see that many Cincinnati things and 
Columbus, Ohio, let alone in, in, uh, in, a, in a vacation spot in Florida. But anyway, that's how it goes when your team wins. So we'll talk about the Super Bowl a little bit leading up to it. Promise to get you some insights from, um, you know, from, from the Senior Bowl, some better insights. Hopefully you enjoyed Jordan Reed talking earlier. Uh, just Sorry, just this last week we had him on giving some quick hitter players uh, at the positions where we were already covering as we'll do wide receiver this week. Talk about a bunch of names, a bunch of different things with free agents and draft guys and all that fun stuff for the week ahead. Recapping, uh, recapping who played well this year, who they may move on from. A lot of stuff to break up this week, uh, you know, with that position. Breaking up, you know, the free agents, the draft guys, the, the players on the roster they might keep, they might not. We shall see. A lot of discourse to be had. Thanks for joining on this Monday. Appreciate your support. Um, you know, get back to the regular uh, weekly schedule here so keep checking your feed that'll be there for you every day appreciate you checking in on this monday have a great have a great week stay warm stay safe and go browns Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.